Hell hath no fury like a woman in the frozen foods. Welcome to 10 Minutes in the Dark, a short story podcast featuring works written and read by me, Don L. Huss. Some of these tales may disturb, some may amuse, but I hope all of them will entertain. This one is called Last Stand at the Market Fresh. There were worse places to take a stand than the Market Fresh, Valerie thought. Then she heaved a cinder block from the pumpkin display through the plate glass window. Somewhere, alarms were ringing, but not here. This was Mission Heights, and not even break-ins were permitted to make noise after midnight. The rich needed their beauty sleep. Valerie stepped over the glass and went inside. She wasn't sure whether the cops, sure to be on their way, could help, but at least they'd distract Marcelli's men, and that was something. She had maybe a six-minute lead. Val shopped the market fresh at least once a week and sometimes twice. She knew the aisles better than she knew the rooms in Tony Marcelli's house, mostly because Tony didn't let her see much more than the bedroom and the kitchen. When they came in after her, the boys would have to split up. One or two would look to the left for her and the others would search the back of the store. Val had less than half a minute to decide what to do. She snatched a package of lighters from the rack, a wooden broom, and a bundle of dust cloths. She threw the rags in a pile and stacked every can of ant killer she could find on top. Then she lit the broom's straws, dropped it on the pile, and ran for the produce aisle. She hoped she'd get a decent fire going before the sprinklers came on. She'd just made it to the deli counter when she heard them. Val! Valerie, baby! It's Andy! Where you at, hon? Shit, shit, shit. She'd hoped they wouldn't send Andy. The skinny redhead wasn't as big as Marcelli's other lugs, but he was crafty and mean. Valerie crept behind the counter and started the deep fryer, whispering her thanks to the lazy clerk who hadn't bothered emptying yesterday's oil. The burner glowed a reassuring red. Valerie, sweetheart, Andy called. We just want to talk. Tony's not mad. He just wants his grandma's engagement ring back. Sentimental, you know. His voice still sounded far away. She checked the mirrors near the ceiling for movement, but couldn't see anything. She ran, crouched over to the freezer case, and opened the door. Val! The cans of ant killer exploded, and the ceiling sprinklers went off. Motherfuck! She thought the voice might have been Bill's, but his profanity was cut off by screams. Where are you, you bitch? Ah, there was the Andy she remembered. She reached into the freezer, took out what she needed, and closed the door again as quietly as she could. Cops are coming, boys, she called. They're going to find a dead bitch when they get here. She could hear them running through the rows now. One slipped in the water that still sprayed from the ceiling and went down in a crash of spilled canned goods and shouted curses. Valerie pressed herself against the freezer door, holding as still as she could. Someone was coming down the frozen food section, moving fast but cautiously on the slippery floors. Wait, wait, wait. The nice thing about frozen turkeys was that they came wrapped in a stretchy mesh with a handle that made them easy to carry. The handle made them easy to swing, too. Valerie hefted the bird, tense and ready, but when the time came, she waited almost too long to move. 
Stevie rounded the corner, and the two of them stared at one another for a long moment. His dark eyes went wide just before ten pounds of frozen poultry connected with his skull. His feet went out from under him on the slick floor, and his head hit the tiles with a wet thud. Valerie felt a little sick to her stomach when she stepped past the freezer case and saw Stevie laid out on the linoleum. She remembered him driving her to pick up the dry cleaning to the market to mail Tony's packages. He used to sing along with the radio. He had a terrible voice, but he loved Taylor Swift, and the two of them had turned all of her songs into duets. But then Valerie saw the glint of brass knuckles on Stevie's right hand. She dropped the frozen bird on his chest and ran back to the deli counter. The bitch is over here, Andy shouted. His voice sounded a little pinched, and Valerie wondered if he'd been the one to knock over the canned goods. Stevie's hurt, Bill called back. Leave him, asshole. Get back here. Overhead, the water sputtered and shut off. Valerie saw lights outside, heard a car pulling up and a door slamming. She closed her eyes and let out a long breath. You think you're saved, bitch? Andy's voice was low. He always got quiet right before he did his nastiest work. He'd hardly said a word the day he beat Jim. Tony had made her watch, and the silence had bothered her so much more than the blood. Hello? Another voice called behind them. Police! Come out where I can see you. You stole that ring from Tony, Andy murmured. I'm within my rights to protect the boss's property. Me and the ring ain't his property no more, Valerie hissed and she hurled hot grease in Andy's face. He wasn't quiet anymore. Police! Stop what you're doing! Valerie raised her hands and walked around the screaming man. Thank God you're here, she said. The policeman stood behind Bill, who also held his hands over his head. She the one? the cop asked. Bill lowered his hands and stepped to the side. Yep! The cop's flashlight shined on the ring Valerie had taken from Tony. The diamond broke its light into all the colors of the rainbow. Sorry, the cop said. The wedding's off, ma'am. He raised his gun. Valerie's story was originally submitted to the NYC Midnight Flash Fiction Contest. It required that we tell an action story featuring both a supermarket and a wedding ring. While it was good enough to advance to the next stage, the judges claimed that there were a lot of unanswered questions. For me personally, I like that. Part of the pleasure of reading or hearing a story is filling in the blanks for myself. 
but you decide. If you like this kind of thing, please visit me at donlhess.com. Ten Minutes in the Dark is written and produced by me, Don L. Hess. Editorial services were provided by Pamela Evans. Technical consulting by Carrie Brandon of Brandon and Brandon Inc. Music by Kadir Demir and Stanley Gervich. For more stories, visit donlhess.com, and that's Don with two N's, or go to 10minutesinthedark.com using the number 10 for additional podcasts.